hello and welcome to Code Patrol, the podcast that sees the world through code-colored glasses. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Lisa Vaz, a veteran of the cybersecurity industry and the senior content marketing manager at Contrast Security. As always, we've got audio engineer Angel Duan adroitly running the show. Hi, Angel. Hello. <laughs> so let's get to it. Today's guest is Jeff Lane. He's the head of U.S. policy at the Developers Alliance, which is uh, the world's leading advocate for software developers and the companies invested in those developers' success. So the Alliance advocates in matters related to digital markets, antitrust, competition, content data and privacy regulation, and new technology and software regulation. So a lot of regulation. Jeff's got his his arms in up to the elbow on that stuff. So Jeff, welcome to Code Patrol. It's a real pleasure to have you on. How's weather down in DC, the place where all these regulations get spawned? Well, thanks for having me, Lisa. I'm very much looking forward to today's conversation. Um, the weather today is is a bit dreary, uh, which uh, is is apropos given the the kind of sentiment in Washington these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dreary is. I guess that's kind of a polite way to put it. Uh, the current political atmosphere. Well, let's talk about how all this stuff relates to the developers who kind of have to work every day under the regulations. Uh, they get cooked up down there in D.C. and elsewhere, California other countries, whatever. Um, so the FTC recently asked the Developers Alliance to comment on data security. Um, in your comments, you said that um, harmful consumer surveillance isn't coming from developers. Don't point the finger at developers. It's uh, actually coming from regulatory and law enforcement agencies trying to strong arm private actors into violating consumer privacy rights and, and thereby skewering the trust with consumers that developers have worked so hard to build. Um, so I was wondering, just to start off with, can you give me some examples of um, harmful regulatory actions? Maybe this isn't a good um, example because uh, it kind of has more to do with law enforcement, I guess. But um, what does spring to mind for me is um, the FBI trying to force Apple into breaking iPhone encryption back in uh, the times when the San Bernardino uh, terrorist attacks were being, you know, legislated, um, or at least trying to break encryption was being legislated, for example. Probably not the best example. What are some examples of harmful regulation to your mind? No, that's actually a great example. And, you know, we were we were heavily engaged in that debate, um, you know, when it took place a few years ago. Um, you know, more recently, I think there are two other examples that come to mind, uh, and, and those examples are, um, you know, the issues surrounding human rights and issues surrounding journalism. Um, we are seeing more and more that there are human rights activists out there, there are civilians out there that are depending on uh, encrypted uh, hardware and software to ensure that uh, they can have, you know, uh, candid conversations, confidential conversations, uh, between one another. Um, and then as far as journalists go, you know, the foundation to every, uh, uh, you know, robust democracy is a healthy press. And it's critical in our eyes that journalists and their sources have the ability to, again, communicate uh, confidentially with one another to ensure that, uh, that, that, you know, the stories are coming to the fore. Well, thank you so much for advocating on behalf of all of all of those demographics, you know, uh, persecuted journalists and um, uh, human rights activists, et cetera, et cetera. 
um, encryption just protects so many people. Um, and governments are just, I mean, are they still strongly trying to do what they've been trying to do to break it? Yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting. Policymakers have have kind of been talking on the both sides of their mouth on this issue for quite some time now. On the one hand, they say that devs should be working to strengthen um, to enhance the security in their products, while at the same time saying that devs need to uh, employ backdoors so they can you know access uh, those those products in the name of security. Uh, both things can't be true. Uh, yeah. You can't you can't weaken security to strengthen security. Um, you know, uh, we have long been supporters of end-to-end -end encryption uh, mm -hmm. for uh, the obvious reasons to protect, you know, the users. But uh, in addition, uh, it also is good for business. Let's just cut to the chase. Uh, you know, devs depend on consumer trust. They depend on consumers to to look at their products and say, that's got that good housekeeping seal of approval. I want to use it. Uh, when devs break that that security, when they weaken that security, consumers will think twice about using their products. Um, you know, that kind of um, brings to mind uh, something that that popped in my, my mind when I was looking at this. And I was like, I'm thinking about the developers, um, like who are working in places that might be uh, mishandling that trust. Um, we could certainly point to examples. Um, what can or should developers do if they're, say, working at, all right, I shouldn't point fingers, but I do think about Facebook and the Cambridge Analytica privacy fiasco. And that, I know that's just one, one example of a lot of situations like that. But I do wonder about the developers who, who work at these companies. Like, um, are they raising um, alarms over this? activity and um you know that might just drive them crazy if they can't do the whistleblowing yeah listen i think the lion's share of devs out there are, are acting um in in manners that are responsible they're acting in good faith they are working to protect uh their users uh, indeed there are bad actors out there uh who who are acting in ways that you know certainly don't benefit the company and, and don't benefit uh the user um you know our concern is that as these bad actors, uh, as, as their actions come to light, policymakers will issue, you know, widespread industry, industry-wide uh, uh, penalties that will will only serve to hurt everyone. Uh, and and for small companies, for the small and medium-sized firms that we represent, these can often be the death death knell of of the of the companies. Mm -hmm. uh, big companies, they have the resources to litigate, they have the resources to defend themselves. It's mm -hmm. critical that we nurture and, and protect these small and medium-sized firms to ensure that they can one day become one of those multinationals that everybody wants to be. You know, nobody wants to be a small mom and pop shop for every ev forever. Everybody wants to be an Apple or a Google one day. Right, right. But it, it does make me wonder, like, um, how do we hold accountable these companies that um, they really cross the line? Um, and 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 kind of like trigger Congress to pass laws that that you know put all of the developers and even the good companies in in into the onus of having these uh, regulations hanging over them. Yeah, and I, I think it's also worth pointing out that in today's um, in today's you know app ecosystem, consumers are are really empowered, uh, maybe more so than they've ever been. Um, privacy labels, for instance, have long been, uh, you know, almost unreadable. 
you know, you need a lawyer to, to dissect them. What we are seeing more and more, especially among our small and medium-sized guys, is folks adopting, you know, these, these privacy nutrition labels, which are easy to digest mm -hmm. uh, labels for consumers to better understand how their data is being used. So the good actors out there, you know, they are, they are working to be transparent, to let folks know how their data is being used, uh, how it's being stored, uh, how it's being transmitted. Um, and, and, and that's great, that's great. But again, there are gonna be bad actors out there. We would just encourage policymakers to, uh, to ensure they're not issuing blanket, you know, fines and, and regulations that hurt everyone in the industry. Right, right. Well, I'm glad you brought up consumers because um, uh, I think in your FDC comments, you said that consumers understand and accept the trade-off. You know, we've got this um, economy, this web economy that for better or worse, worse uh, you know, consumers' data is collected in exchange for cutting-edge products and services, um, such as the ability uh, to connect with doctors uh, via video during the pandemic or remote learning for, for school kids. These are some of the examples you, you brought up in your comments. Um, you know, I wonder, do people really truly understand the, the risk, though? Um, you know, I, 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 I found a 2019 Pew survey survey that found that only 9% of Americans say they always read privacy policies. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good question. And I think, um, you know, reading privacy policies and, and understanding the risks, I think those are two different issues. Um, I will be the first to admit that, you know, I don't read hardly any of the privacy policies that come across, you know, my phone. Uh, mm -hmm. But I also understand I also understand the risks that are inherent when I use the internet. Uh, the internet, um, you know, for the most part, is free or or greatly reduced in cost, significantly reduced in cost. And I think for the most part, uh, users understand that the data that they uh, that they share with developers uh, helps to to ensure that uh, the internet remains, you know, free or or, or greatly reduced in cost. Yeah. Um, this is in large part because the data that is being shared with developers is being used to improve the products and services that users are, are using or uh, being used to, you know, create new products or, or yet to be conceived ideas. Um, mm -hmm. So, again, uh, you know, I, I think it's 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 fine to say that, that folks aren't reading privacy policies. We all should be reading privacy policies. I think that's good privacy hygiene. But at the end of the day. Um, you know, uh, sharing data and, 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 and using these products is, is something that's been done since the advent of media. Folks have long been, you know, sharing their, their, their data, whether or not that's the, the clothes they were wearing when they attended the theater or something along those lines uh, with, um, with the creators. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I just want to, I just want to make sure listeners, if you haven't listened, listeners, there's this, this Washington Post article, I think it came out pretty recently, uh, is titled, I tried, I tried to read all my app privacy policies, period. It was 1 million weird words, period. So that's a really good article. I'll put a link to it in a blog accompanying this podcast. Um, so let's talk about those. I call, I think of them as soup labels, you know, the nutrition labels, um, so hopefully that's gonna make, I, I would assume it's gonna make things easier for consumers to, to, to really figure out what's going on with their privacy, their data. Um, I mean, what you, you said that, um, there are some being worked on right now. There are some developers or companies, uh, actually using them. Um, 
can you explain to me how they work? I mean, uh, will they allow consumers to know how companies are treating their treating their data at rest, in transit, and while in use? Um, I mean, right now the situation, like we've been saying, it's it's pretty opaque, uh, given the lack of transparency. Yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, they're going to have that information on the label. It's ultimately up to you know, the developer and, you know, and their team to figure out what they're going to share on those labels. I think the key here is making them um, uh, digestible, right, to ensure that the layperson can can understand uh, what data is being collected and how it's being used. You know, the reality is that um, these are a great idea, but but there, there's, there's not a lot of widespread adoption right now. Mm. Um, we've reached out to some of our members and it's kind of a mixed bag. There are some folks who say, yes, we, we know about them and, you know, we're exploring them. And there are some folks who say, um, yes, we're using them. And then, you know, the, the vast majority of folks say that we've never heard about them. Can you tell us more? So, um, you know, we will be embarking on an effort to ensure that uh, more of our members understand their options in this space, um, yeah. because ultimately it only empowers consumers. It provides consumer trust and that consumer trust trust ultimately drives innovation uh, job growth and, and economic growth. Yeah, for sure. Well, are, are there any uh, developers using them for companies that you could brag about or point to? Like, I, can we find any examples of these well, labels? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. The one company that said, yes, we're using them is is actually in the, in the process of being acquired. Um, so uh, we're, we're, we'll keep its its name under under wraps for now, but okay, uh, you okay. know we, we we certainly hope to 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 grow that that ecosystem of folks who are using uh, these 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 products. Well, I hope I hope that the uh, fact that they're thinking about this and and using such a label um, added to their selling price. I would imagine. I hope that someday we're going to look at acquisitions sort of like, well, where's your privacy label, dude? Whatever. Well, you know, I go back to what I said, you know, nobody wants to be a mom and pop company forever. Everybody wants to be the next Google yeah. or Apple. And if this is a step to ensure that, you know, you can you can scale or, you know, be acquired like, hey, uh, you know, more more devs should be should be employing it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, what, what, what is the um, how are you going to encourage devs to do this? Like, what's the plan? Can you share any of that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So I think first and foremost, it will be, um, you know, a uh, a simple blog post that we will circulate uh, via, you know, our newsletters and on social media. Um, beyond that, you know, there's obviously a big privacy debate that's that's brewing in Congress right now. Um, mm-hmm. This will be something that we like for for members of Congress. You know, I, I think ultimately with devs though, it's it's really just word of mouth. This is a this is a uh, fiercely independent community. Um, and uh, you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Devs don't like to be told what to do. Uh, devs. Devs will will figure it out on their own. And we yeah. appreciate that about the community, and, and we want to work to ensure that they know about this opportunity. And if it's right for them, they can adopt it. Yeah. Well, I'm itching to drop in examples of these labels. Um, so, I, you know, if you could do me a favor and just like drop them in an email to me, uh, I'd love to keep people informed. That. Yeah, I'd love to spread the word that. on that. That is noble work, Jeff. Thank you and the <laughs> Developers Alliance for doing that. Um, oh God, I don't know if I want to ask this. It's so negative. But um, how do we determine if these nutrition labels are going to be smoke and mirrors? It, it makes me think like, do we need a third party to attest to developers' data handling practices? 
Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a fair question. Um, we are generally opposed to any sort of third party regulatory body. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I keep going back to the consumer trust issue. That's what this is ultimately about. Um, if there are instances in which consumers have been, you know, harmed in, in a really egregious manner, um, mm-hmm. There are outlets. They can contact their state attorneys general. They can contact mm-hmm. the, the Federal Trade Commission. Um, the, both uh, entities, both both groups have, have been very uh, active in the tech space in recent years. Yeah. And, yeah. and with each passing day, they are becoming more and more proficient in what is and isn't doable in the tech space. Mm-hmm. So, um, you, you know, uh, if, if, if something, you know, really bad happens, uh, we would encourage consumers to, to reach out to those groups. Um, yeah. Here again, uh, we think ultimately that um, you know the the any any sort of um, any sort of uh, uh, penalty should be should be levied in a, in a on a case by case basis uh, to go after you know the worst offenders. Um, yeah. We don't want to see uh, those small and medium sized farms uh, in particular harmed. Yeah, yeah. Well, the FTC has been very active in this area, so for 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 better or worse. So uh, yeah. Uh, Glad you're, I'm glad you're chiming in on this stuff with them. Well, Jeff, unless there's something else you'd like to, to share with us, uh, I might actually be letting you go soon. What are the thoughts you want to uh, tell people, big takeaways from what Developers Alliance is up to and regulatory matters? Yeah, I think, you know, at a very high level, the, the Developers Alliance is here as a resource for devs. Um, no matter where these devs come from, small companies, medium companies, medium-sized companies, large-sized companies, um, we want to be there uh, for devs. Um, we are tackling issues both domestically here in Washington at the state level, uh, as well as uh, in Brussels. Um, it, we eat, sleep, and breathe public policy and, yeah. and how it affects um, devs. Uh, this is really an untapped um, uh, group of advocates um, for a long time, big tech. Said, has said, you know, advocates in, in Washington and Brussels, but it's only been recently that, uh, that, that the more independent, uh, smaller uh, organizations um, that we represent have had a voice in Washington and Brussels, and, and we're working hard to ensure that they have a seat at the table. Yeah. Okay. So any developers, all you developers in the uh, listening audience, uh, make sure you, if you're not already, join the Developers Alliance. Um, yeah, as, as uh, I noted that uh, you guys put on this uh, pretty awesome sounding um, thing in Europe about um, Meta, uh, dealing with Meta. So, yeah, our, our European team is is outstanding. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't hold a candle to them. Uh, oh. Kudos to them for Kudos to them for all of their hard work, and I'm really fortunate to uh, to work alongside them. Oh, I bet they say the same thing about you and your awesome <laughs> U.S. efforts. <laughs> Don't be humble. Don't be humble bragging. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. It's been a real pleasure to have you on. Thanks, Lisa. I really appreciate it, and uh, thank you too, Angel. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Quick reminder, as always, today's podcast will be available on demand on your favorite streaming service. Don't forget to share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. Join us next time for Code Patrol as we continue to explore the world of security and code. Until then, happy coding to you and strong security too. Bye.